Thank you for joining me on this journey and welcome to episode 57 of Remembering Our Way Home. This week, our featured guest is beloved daughter, granddaughter, sister, and New Jersey native Asia Vu. As a holistic wellness practitioner, Asia reflects on her journey of healing, family wounds, coexisting, and honoring the memory of relatives who have transitioned. Welcome to Remembering Our Way Home, a weekly podcast to inspire, enlighten, and empower listeners via personal testimonies, discussions, and interviews with featured individuals who have embraced the transformational and ancient practice of ancestral veneration. Thank you, Asia, for being with me this evening on Remembering Our Way Home. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. So what comes to your mind when you hear the word ancestor? Um... The first thing that pops into my mind is, um, so actually, I I met a man a year and a half ago who was a martial art professional, like master. He had been doing it for a really long time, and we were talking about ancestors and culture and, and just, you know, death and transition and all that, and he was saying that um, he believes his ancestors are the elements, earth, earth, water, fire, and air. And when he said that to me, I was like, hmm, I guess that makes a lot of sense because we do come from the earth, like all of us do, even the people who, you know, procreated multiple times to bring us here into this time and space. But we all do come from the earth, you know. So every time I think about the ancestors, I think about that, and I'm like, mm. so that just means that I need to keep, whenever I am giving thanks to my ancestors or, um, you know, giving praise to them or whatever, I need to keep the, the earth, Gaia herself, in mind because that is our true ancestor, our mother, our creatress, you know? What about the first encounter with an ancestor or your ancestors, can you think about your first encounter? Yeah. Um, so my great-grandmother, she actually died in my grandma's house, which um, I lived in for part of my life and then just, you know, visited for other parts of my life. <laughs> and after she died, like everybody else in my family could see her. They'd be like, oh, my God, I just saw her walk by or I saw her hand or I don't know, whatever whatever it was that they saw about her, they could see it. And for a really long time, like even my, my youngest cousin, when she was like four, three or four, she's 15 now, she would even be able to see my Nana and talk to her and have full-blown conversations with her. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, well, how come I'm the only person in the family who ain't seen her? Like, <laughs> I was kind of jealous, you know? So um, I would say, like, right at the very beginning of my, you know, quote-unquote spiritual awakening, I 
I asked her to make her presence known to me because I knew, because when I would ask, like, how come I'm the only one who's seen her? I'd be like, well, that's because I know that if I saw her, then I would be freaked out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I would just be terrified. So then um, beginning my spiritual awakening, I said, you know what? I know she's not here to hurt me. So I'm going to ask her to come to me. So I said, could you please just show me that you are here and you can hear me you know, in a in a gentle way. Don't just, like, pop out at me. <laughs> like, just do something <laughs> subtle and gentle. And as soon as I said that, I felt, like, this cold chill. And I was like, ah, there it is. <laughs> so ever since then, like, I asked her to come to me more, and I asked her to show herself to me, and she would show herself to me in a, as a younger version of herself. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she would show herself as a younger version that I had not seen because, you know, she was my elder. <laughs> like, I, I I remember her being in her 70s and then being in her 90s and then dying. Like, that's, that's all, I, all I remember. Wow. Actually, I don't even know if it was her 70s. It might have been her 80s. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yep, she came to me in a young, much younger version of herself, and and she looked very indigenous, like, had this long, straight black hair, and I never recalled seeing her with that. Even in pictures, I never recalled seeing her with hair like that. So it just—it was very interesting to me. But it was a—it was—it was a beautiful interaction. Mm-hmm. Once I felt comfortable. It was a beautiful interaction once I felt comfortable, like speaking to mm-hmm. her, because then that's how I realized, like, wow. They, I mean, I'd, I'd never doubted that spirits or ghosts or anything were real, but to have the experience personally with somebody that I know, somebody that I came from, I came from right. their blood, their flesh, their mm-hmm. their elements, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was it was a totally different deal. So I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is amazing. And then I thought, well, if I can ask to have this kind of relationship with my nana, who is quote unquote on the other side? I don't really believe in other sides. I believe all of the sides are existing all at the same time. But mm-hmm. you know, just for lack of better terms, I guess. But I, I felt like if I could have that relationship with her, even though she wasn't in the physical presence with me anymore, um, I could do that with other people. So my grandfather on my mom's side. I never met him. He passed when my mom was 22. She had me when she was like 31. So that was mm-hmm. a a long time. I, I never got to meet him, but he lived on through the stories that my family would tell. And I loved him so much because of that. But then I, at the same time, I resented him because I felt like I was the only one in my family who grew up without a grandpa on Hi. both sides, you know, on both sides of my, my both maternal and paternal. So, um, so, yeah, I was like, you know what, I bet you I can develop a relationship with Pop-Pop. So I started calling on him and asking him to come, and then we, you know, connected and communicated, and I told him that I forgave him. And then I learned, you know, a lot more things about him that my family had never told, you know, and I don't know if they knew or not, but it just, it was it was just wow. real different, you know. But that ama- that experience was also very amazing because I did not realize how deep my uh, how deep my distrust or like you know just having the, the lack of healthy relationships with men in my life went 
Wow. Like I, I knew it was issues with my dad, but I didn't realize there would be issues with my grandfather as well. So that's what really woke me up to, you know, that term generational curses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty deep. That's intense. That means I've got a lot of healing work to do, <laughs> which wow. I don't think it'll ever be completely healed. But, you know, it's a, it's a start. Mm-hmm. Definitely beginning that ancestral work is a is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Those would be my my first encounters I will that I can recall really, the most powerful and transformative ones anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you first started to um develop that relationship with your nana, is that correct? Your nana? Mhm. Did you have anyone to talk to about this and share? and share your um, experiences with, or did you just keep it to yourself? Uh, no, I was able to talk to my mom and my grandma, who okay. were my nana's, you know, uh, yeah. daughter and granddaughter, mm-hmm. um, because the both of them were able to see her. Yeah. Um, and because the both of them had also experienced death before with my grandfather dying and like mm-hmm. being able to see and feel his presence, they 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 weren't surprised, you know. Yeah, I yeah. felt like there were certain things that I could not tell them about. <laughs> um, yeah, just because I didn't want to freak them out. Like, like you know how uh, you ever watched the Long Island Medium with Teresa Caputo? Once, yeah, once, long time ago I did, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know how when she would uh, walk up to people and be like, yeah, did you have an uncle that died and blah, 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 and they would start freaking out, and then she would just be saying all this stuff. Yeah, I didn't want to freak them out. (laughs) So I was like, I'll just keep some of this stuff to myself. And then I realized some stuff was meant for me to keep to myself. So, you know, I I didn't really feel lost, I guess. But, um... I also knew that uh, because I also had other friends who were into, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, occult, the occult world. I could talk to them about it. (laughs) Yeah, supernatural. Yeah, the supernatural, yes. uh But I knew I could talk to those folks about it so that way I didn't feel, you know, limited to just my family. But it, yeah, I did feel yeah. good that I was able to at least tell them, like, I finally saw Nana. Like, <laughs> she finally <laughs> came to me, you know. So, yeah, how has developing, you know, this relationship with your with some of your ancestors, how has it guided you on your life journey? Um, it's been really wonderful, actually. Um, really? Yeah, so although they may not provide me with direct answers like I want sometimes, like if I'm like, which path should I choose? You know, they they won't be like, go this way because blah, 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 blah. Like they know and I know that this journey is mine and mine alone. They're just here to give me some helping hands. But um, they always provide me with like the encouraging messages that I need or like the proper questions to get me to think a little bit deeper. Uh, and that, that's, that's been really awesome. I definitely feel like uh, my life has expanded since making that connection. And um, the, the deeper I get into myself, the, the more I realize 
um, A, how expansive I really am, and B, how little this life really matters. I mean, it matters a lot, but there's also just so much more than, you know, even the smallest problem that I have that I turn into. Like, I'll I'll turn a molehill into a mountain when it's it's really not necessary. And then, you know, I have, con- <laughs> I have uh, conversations with the dead, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm really making this problem into something that it don't even need to be. Let me chill out. <laughs> Because there's so much more. There's so much more to our existence, you know. Absolutely. I get it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that insight. And so with your family, um, have you noticed shifts in your family dynamics as a re- as a result of this relationship with your ancestors? You know, like yeah, the way absolutely. you interact? Yeah, how so? What, what, what comes to uh, mind first? Um. First thing that comes to mind is uh, how much more compassion I have developed for my family. I spent a lot of time being really irritated with them because um, I just I felt misunderstood and I felt rejected for a multitude of reasons. Uh, and it was just, or I just felt like they couldn't do anything right, <laughs> you know. So I was like, okay. Once I developed that connection and I started to understand more about myself and how, you know, at at this at this age, like I'm I'm 27, I'll be 28 at the end of this month, and how at this age, all of the things that I'm doing that I am proud of, but also the things that you know I may not be so proud of, they they were mistakes that I made, just trial and error. It reminded me, like the connection with my ancestors reminded me, like they were once 28 too. They were once, you know, dazed and confused and influenced by society and still discovering themselves. And, you know, there's just so many different layers to it. And um, it it was just really that wake up call to be more compassionate and to be more understanding of you know why they might have made the decisions that they made and to be thankful that that was the worst thing that happened it could have been way worse you know what i mean um but just spending this time with like just having this this uh, multi generational connection with my mother, with my grandmother, with my great grandmother, who is in the spiritual realm, it has really uh, taught me how to tap into a lot of strengths that I didn't know that I had. And you know, we get so focused on breaking these generational curses, but what about utilizing these generational superpowers? You know. It was definitely a reminder to focus my energy more on that. Do you have space in your home, anywhere, consecrated for your ancestors, like sacred space set up, altars? Um, I I used to. I used to have a space. Yeah. um, So long story short, I was living at home, and then I moved out, and then I came back home. And when I okay. came back home, I had minimalized 
a lot. Um, I had gotten That's rid it. of a lot because I realized, like, you know, having altars up is beautiful. Um, and I think it's a wonderful tool to be connected with them. But then I had to, like, once I learned, like, I am the altar, and mm-hmm. I don't exactly need a light, a candle in order to talk to them, then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was like, oh, I, I can talk to you guys anytime. <laughs> but, yeah, I do still, like, I, I have some pictures and stuff. Um mm-hmm. And whenever I do get settled into my next place, then I, mm-hmm. I would like to have an altar again because I do want to post up those pictures and like have my candles and stuff because I do like um, I do I do like you know creating that space just because it's it's fun and I like to decorate and mm-hmm. um, you know the the stuff is meaningful when you give it meaning, but yeah, I, I I do feel like. I can still have that connection without the crystal quartz and the candle on the table, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So do you do do anything special for them Um, daily, monthly, or weekly, anything, any kind of Mm, um, ritual that you can honor? Not as much as I used to, um, but I do give thanks to them regularly. Okay. Um. Yeah, like I I give thanks regularly whenever I see eleven eleven pop up on uh you know well really anywhere um you know how it, you, it, people would say it's eleven eleven make a wish well I okay. don't really wish for things anymore because like I feel like my intentions are out there the universe knows exactly what I want I don't need to keep repeating myself <laughs> but I will just okay. give thanks and I'll I'll just I'll give thanks to the ethers as a whole or I'll go through like a gratitude list and just kind of like start naming off things specific things that I'm grateful for um because that feels good to me and it feels right to me and it and it fills my spirit I hear you is there a special film a book or um a song that reminds you of your ancestors or comes to mind when you think about your ancestors a film, a book, or a song. Yeah, either one, or, you know, whatever comes to your mind. I That's can't true. think of any one specific thing that reminds me okay. of any one specific ancestor. But okay. um, I know when I listen to music from the motherland, okay. then nice. it puts me in this space. Or even, even um, like, indigenous music, like indigenous American music, it... It puts me in this space uh, that just like takes me away. Or like when I hear chanting, I'm like captivated, like kind of stuck. And and I don't even know how to describe it. It's just it just it has this hold on me, and there's like this wave of emotions that go through me. Sometimes I'll dance. Sometimes I'll just like sit there and and take it all in. Um, but definitely, like, music from Africa, the motherland, or, or like, Native American music, it, 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 I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, it just feels, I just feel this connection where I'm like, this feels very right, it feels like home, and although I don't know much about my heritage, I don't know much about, you know, my ancestors, 
prior to my great grandma. She's she's the oldest ancestor I've ever known. Um, although I don't know anyone past that, it all feels like home, and it feels like like that generational superpower I was talking about flowing through me. And I'm like, well, we got some work to do. I'm ready to do it, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Hey, are there any blessings, magic, and miracles that come to your mind when you think about this journey with your ancestors? Anything that just kind of blows you away that you can remember or recall? Um, I think a huge blessing... I think a huge blessing slash miracle <laughs> because it really was going to take a miracle in order for this to happen. But um, when I was talking about my grandfather and healing that relationship with my grandfather, letting go of that resentment towards him for dying so soon, you know, so sudden, so young. Um, once I forgave him for that, and then forgave myself for being so angry, for carrying that anger that didn't belong to me, my relationship with my father, like, almost instantly improved. Wow. Um, Like, we began to talk so much more. He learned how to be so much more um, just calm and compassionate towards me and like actually putting an effort to understand my emotions and not like yell at me for crying (laughs) you know like he was I mean he would still try to tell me like don't cry don't cry and I'm like no don't tell me not to cry I'm crying for a reason (laughs) but it's just like like you really don't realize how much how much we need masculine and feminine guidance energy, nurturing, support until we have it or don't have it. Like, I never thought I needed it because, you know, we weren't all that close when I was growing up. But then after after that connection with Pop-Pop, it just, it all changed. And I was like, wow, I never thought I'd ever see the day because there was points, there were several points where I was like, I'm about to cut this dude off and never talk to him again. I'll be all right without him. <laughs> but I never, I never really wanted that, you know. But definitely healing that, that curse, you know, that, that, that changed things up quite rapidly. And I was very, very thankful. So why is developing a relationship with your ancestors important in Asia? Um, because it's important to know where you come from, to know where you're going. Cool. I feel like, I feel like without education of our past, then, you know, we could potentially repeat negative cycles in the future. And what would you say to inspire or encourage others who are interested in cultivating a spiritual relationship with their ancestors? I would definitely say to release all fear of what might happen. Um, Like I said before, I connected with my nana, my great-grandmother. I I was really, I was so scared that I was going to get freaked out by seeing a ghost. Ah, ghost! And then she would disappear and never saw again. Um, But 
you know, once it happened, I was like, oh, that totally was, was not all that bad, you know? Like, I don't see how things could have got, I don't see how things could have been worse, but um, whatever fear I had of things potentially getting worse, that completely just, like, flew out the window, you know? I went on a, a healing retreat a couple of years ago, and... um most of it was based in uh like Yoruba traditions and we had something called the healing the healing circle and um we really connected with the ancestors that way and some powerful orishas and it was quite intense like it it freaked me the hell out i'm not even going to lie but it was such a beautiful experience but like during that time like I, before we even got started this like this this wave of fear literally drained my entire body of all its energy because I was so scared of what was going to happen. I was like, these ancestors are going to be so mad at me, and they're probably going to, like, smite me or something. They're going to yell at me. I don't know. I just, I guess I imagined it like um, like that one scene on The Princess and the Frog when all the spirits were jumping around in your face and, like, like they were singing and there was lights everywhere. Like, I guess I thought it was going to be like that, which was going to be scary. But it was nothing like that. It was such a beautiful experience. And I'm like, why, where am I getting these ideas that connecting with the dead is scary? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the media. <laughs> so I said, let me, let me uh, release that attachment to, you know, what the media told me I'm supposed to be scared of. And decide for myself if I want to be scared or not. And then once I decided not to be scared, then nothing can hurt me, you know? And I realize my ancestors aren't here to hurt me. They're here to help me. So that would be my advice to anybody who wants to connect with their ancestors. Release that fear of what could possibly happen. And embrace the unknown. As you've heard, Asia's divine unfoldment as a healer is reflected through her various roles as a doula, a spiritual guidance coach, astrologer, a seer, herbalist, and a reiki practitioner. As the CEO of Hurricane Beauty Company, Asia focuses her brand on deep transformational healing and wellness through conscious acts of self-love, healthy living, and spiritual support. This week's scripted wisdom is in reflection of our guest, Asia Vu, and in honor of her path. They are not dead who live in the hearts they leave behind. Tuscarora.
When we show our respect for other living things, they respond with respect for us. Arapaho. There is no death, only a change of worlds. Duwamish. Duwamish.